0: Welcome to The Art of Humanity. I'm your host, Jessica Ann. This is my podcast where you can listen for fresh perspectives with artists, leaders, authors, and your favorite entrepreneurs. You can explore creativity and consciousness, evolve your business with The Art of Humanity. Now, here's this week's episode Hey guys, thank you so much for listening, as always, to the show. This is episode 57 and the first solo episode of this season. I hope you're coming into the new year feeling aligned and refreshed. I know I certainly am. I just returned from a trip to Mexico and I'm ready for the next 11 months of the year. If you like this podcast, leaving a five star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast would mean the world to me. It takes a few seconds. So if you could go over right now to Apple Podcasts and leave a review, I'll maybe even give you a shout out in my next season. As I mentioned, this is a solo episode where I'm reflecting on 2019 and realigning with new intentions for 2020. At the beginning of each year, I look back on the previous year to see what worked, what didn't and what I can take from all of my experiences to make the most of the present. This process helps to hold me accountable so that I can more fully show up in my life and business. I don't rush into the new you, new year BS, which is why it typically takes me a full month to collect my thoughts. I also don't believe in resolutions. I'd rather do intentions by choosing three distinct and separate words each year in place of a new year's resolution. These words guide my choices and actions for the upcoming year. My hope is that these lessons learned are also helpful to you, my listeners. If you have any thoughts or questions or have anything to say, please shoot me an email and let me know. I am at hello at artofhumanity.io. My words for the past eight years can be found on my website. If you go to the show notes for this episode, you will find them. I'm not going to list them all out here. But if you're curious, go to artofhumanity.io to get the show notes and links to previous years. Here is what I learned in 2019. Number one, leadership is about raising problems. I've been a consultant for almost a decade now, besides a brief six-month stint. For many reasons, because once you're an employee, it's almost impossible to push back and quote-unquote raise problems. You're forced to play the dog and pony show and pretend that everything is going all right, even if you see ways to improve. As Nilofer Merchant writes in an HBR.org article between knowing there's a problem and not knowing the answer to that problem is discomfort. Discomfort is not the same thing as unsafe. It's just a temporary feeling we live with while we work on things. From my experience, companies who can lean into discomfort and acknowledge the problem bring in a lot more revenue, have less employee turnover, and have a thriving culture. Unfortunately, most leadership teams need to embody this discomfort It's necessary to make positive change, and discomfort gets easier as you grow as a leader. Number two, marketing is no longer about grabbing attention, it's about maintaining it. Podcasting is the number one most powerful platform for content creation. It's one of the most incredible threads to unite our humanity. Over the years, I've worked with brands to build a content strategy, and many of these strategies involve the creation of a branded podcast show. I've also launched season five of my own podcast, which you're listening to right now. My podcast is my art, and it's a constant work in progress. I'm thrilled that I get to interview and often meet in real life the people that I respect and admire. Many of my guests have legit changed my life. Number three, we need to combat the forces of darkness through an inner revolution. It's really been hard to hold fast to my path in a world of quick fixes, financial gains, and quote unquote improved status. I am working with the delicate dance of being open-minded enough to see when things aren't working, but also close-minded enough to know when to say no to opportunities that are not in alignment. I'm endlessly striving to find that place of brutal honesty. It often comes alongside heart and soul-wrenching grief and inspiration. For some of this year, I wanted it to numb out. And I did. I reverted back to old habits like drinking and shopping. Staying embodied and not disassociated is some of the most essential and challenging work our generation is tasked to do right now. It's this deep work that not everyone has the courage to do. And it's this deep work that not everyone wants to do. I used to chase materialism and the lies that feed them. And after being sober curious, I spent majority of 2019, at least the last half of it, pretty sober. And it's not easy in a society where pathology has become normalized, where your self-worth is measured by external success and fulfillment of desires. How did I do this? I embraced quote-unquote more healthy vices like saunas, and I started to meditate again after some time away, and I did lots of yoga and lots of hiking. I'm trying to maintain the conscious struggle of learning valuable lessons and actually using embodied wisdom as opposed to mechanical and unconscious struggle that results in, quote unquote, fighting the world from a place of disembodied ego consciousness. It's based on a forceful doing and willing, which I know no longer works for me. And it doesn't work for many of the people out there in this world. Number four. Paid media growth plateaus without genuine and authentic content. This is more of a business insight than a personal one, but after working with hundreds of brands over the past year, it's excruciatingly evident that organic content is the only way to survive in the online world. People can see past anything inauthentic, and paying for fake likes or followers has never been the way to go. It's pretty obvious if you're in marketing, but I want to stress this. I am okay with building a small yet loyal audience, and I'm really not willing to make any Faustian bargains to get ahead. Number five, natural human conversation is the true language of commerce. This is a quote taken from the Train Manifesto, which I just happened to find in an old slideshare presentation that I created for a course I used to teach at a college. It's true, I'm grateful to have the opportunity to work with conscious brands who get That simple human conversation is the way to go. It's truth, and I'm honored that my business gets to create human content that creates conversations and brings in business for major brands. Number six, I stop the glorification of busy. Our culture loves being busy because it makes you seem more valuable. But when you're glorifying something that makes you feel scattered and small, it's hard to live up to your potential. Being quote unquote busy leads to burnout and I got caught up in the vicious cycle this year. I wasn't able to maintain my own calendar and I temporarily lost sight of the big picture. But the moment that I eliminated the word busy from my vocabulary, I finally felt liberated and free. I woke up one day and decided that I wanted to be a human being and not a human doing. I no longer wanted to live the rest of my life in a chaotic, frenetic pace. From this moment, here's what changed. I started to say no to opportunities that weren't aligned and yes to more things that led me to who I wanted to become. The irony is that it's often not easy saying no because you have fear of missing out. Well, let that go too. I redefined my definition of success. Instead of being busy with useless tasks that had me spinning on a hamster wheel, I started to live with more intention, contemplation, and purpose. I stopped working harder and started working smarter. In the beginning of this year, I started to beat myself up for not growing quickly enough, so I did what some would see as business suicide and took a six-month hiatus. But it was this hiatus that allowed me to see the value of systems and processes, which are the everything, to running a business that's in flow. My new focus is now on processes and systems, streamlining workflows. This in turn leads to more hours in the day for adventures, reading, hiking, yoga, contemplation, and launching my new course. Do I get it right all of the time? Hell no. I've made pretty bad decisions sometimes, but if bad decisions eventually lead you to asking important questions, then everything will eventually click, but it won't happen when you're busy. When things get too busy, how can you ask yourself what really matters? And then how can you do more of that? Number seven, knowing your own darkness is the best method to understand the darkness of other people. This is a line by Carl Jung, and I nerd out over philosophy, psychology, marketing, and consciousness, because if I quote-unquote know everything, I won't need to be in pain. But the truth is that even after reading 50 books in one year, I'm still tormented by not knowing enough. Another book won't feed the dull ache of being human. It's an addictive pattern of escape, a distraction from uncomfortable feelings, and also part of my desire to make sense of a reality that's nearly impossible to interpret. It's a struggle for control, a move to attain higher ground. But what if there is no higher ground? What if everyone is doing the best they can? What if even the lower ground, especially the lower ground, is all an access point to divinity? There is no judgment or shame, repercussion or seduction, persecution or dissolution. It's all the same. I changed my handle on Instagram and on social media everywhere to Being is Human as a reminder that is safe to be. It's safe to be. Free will, contemplation, manifestation, divination. How do we steer our human vessels back to being, back to love? We live in a society and culture that's built upon generations of trauma, fear and shame for being human. Not much is balanced. What we need is a new way so that we can dance above our history, bliss out in the mystery and revel in the simplicity of being then maybe we can attain higher ground. Number eight, read everything, listen to everybody, believe nothing unless you can prove it with your own research. William Cooper. I researched a lot of different theories out there this year, each one feeding the next. It makes me feel like I know something, but it can also spin me out. Ironically, this quote is from a conspiracy theorist. He wrote the book, Behold the Pale Horse. It's important to not automatically buy into what the mainstream is saying. They are often regurgitating programs, forcing us to live in fear. And the mainstream is often pre-programmed to defend the narrative. At the same time, you don't want to spin out. Embracing the duality between quote-unquote knowing everything and knowing really what's going on behind the scenes and also not letting that take over and run my life has been a real work in progress this year. Number nine. Love is misunderstood to be an emotion. Actually, it's a state of awareness, a way of being in the world, a way of seeing oneself and others. Dr. David Hawkins said this. These words are by one of my favorite teachers, and they allow me to soften and see the world through a beautiful prism, an aerial view, endlessly zooming out of each moment of life to see the perspective from above. Looking down at the small specks of our human condition is a superpower. I used to live by the quick fix shopping Xanax alcohol I was told in college that I need medication for my anxiety for my entire life. Eight years ago, I started the journey home to myself by refusing to medicate anxiety with a pill. By escaping the prison of scientific materialism and big pharma, I broke free from how I should live and started to live without a crutch. Today, I'm drunk on truth. I sip knowledge and taste excitement as I alter my perceptions through a mostly sober life. I meditate over Medicaid because I realized that the answers are not in happy pills or soulless simulations. By replacing quick fixes with an acceptance and even celebration of our insecurities, we can integrate the darkness of our past with the light of our future. These are the spaces where we can change. These are the spaces where we can breathe. That wraps up this episode, and it also wraps up Season 5 on Consciousness. I'll be back sometime in the future for season six, which is all about leadership. For show notes or links, go to artofhumanity.io. And as always, feel free to say hi on socials. My handle is beingishuman. Until next season, listen, explore, evolve. You made it to the end of this podcast. This means the world to me. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Feel free to hop on over to my podcast website, artofhumanity.io, for show notes or past interviews. You can also message me on social media. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. My name is Jessica Ann, and my handle is beingishuman. That's B-E-I-N-G-I-S-H-U-M-A-N. I'd love to hear from you and learn more about what you've enjoyed from this episode. If you really love this podcast, I'd highly appreciate it if you went on Apple Podcasts right now and left a review. It helps way more than you know. You can also share this episode with two of your friends who you think would enjoy it. Let's get the Art of Humanity movement going. Thank you for listening. Until the next episode, evolve your business with the Art of Humanity. Listen, explore, evolve.